0: Hello, Tickle Monsters. It's Uncle Tickles speaking in this hushed tone because it's super late. The kids are in bed, sleeping just a few feet from where I'm recording, and Papa Pappas is in our basement. He is on overnight duty, and he's on overnight duty because he's watching the kids all weekend. Lita and I are off to Mexico for the Viva Velasquez wedding. That's right. Congratulations, Tim and Sean. We'll be there butt-chugging beers with you guys in no time. Can't wait. Uh, Before we get to the butt chugging, let's get you guys a butt chugging sweet episode of New Dad. This is one of my favorites we recorded. We have Caitlin Benz, entrepreneur, homeschooler, hood rat, and amazing mother of two. She's telling all sorts of stories. She's lived a thousand lives. You don't want to miss this. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, share this episode, help Uncle Tickles out, and we're going to get to Caitlin right after the best song in the podcast biz. Prop Cause, take us away. This is Uncle Tickles. You are listening or watching New Dad, and as I said in the intro, we are joined today uh, by uh, a friend of mine, a friend of my wife's, Caitlin Benz, uh, a terrific mother, uh, really great hang, and all-around great person. Uh, Caitlin, introduce- Thank you. You're giving (laughs) me too much credit. No, no, no. Introduce yourself to all of our little tickle monsters out there.
1: Hi, Tickle Monsters. Um, I'm Caitlin. I'm a mom of two. Uh, I'm currently residing in Chicago. Um, I love Tom and Lita. They're so amazing. I'll do anything to get close to them, including um, this podcast. So whatever I got to do to get in and keep them in my web of friendship forever, I'll do it.
0: That's right. Well, I, I think you got us. I think we're locked in. Okay, good. Right, yeah, I was hoping. Yeah. We're, we're, you, you secured the bag. Um,
1: okay, good. I wrote you in. Yeah. Perfect.
0: So, you you know, you mentioned you have two kids. What are the ages of your, your, your kids?
1: Oh, my God. So I have a 13-year-old. Julian is 13. Um, and then Raph is going to be one in two weeks. So there's a 12-year difference.
0: Well, and, I, like, how is that even possible that you have a 13-year-old looking at you? You look so young. Thank were you, you. Were you a baby when, when you had Julian? Uh,
1: I was. Oh my gosh. Babies having babies. I was on the Maury show and I was one of those girls. No, I was actually twenty three, <laughs> but still really young, especially like in Chicago and all my friends were still in college. So um yeah, I was pretty young.
0: Yeah. It was so, crazy. I mean, and there's a lot that uh that we can unpack there, but you know.
1: Right. Let's, let's
0: just walk through the you know you you find out you're having a baby at 23. You know, what are your first yeah. thoughts?
1: So you asked me when, uh, how did I feel when I was having the baby? And I will say that I was a hood rat and like my only aspirations <laughs> during that time was to be a baby mama. So I think I did a good job.
0: If my memory serves me correct, I met you around the time, uh, you know- Yeah, Julian, he was like two. Yeah, yeah, right around the one time he two. was born. and uh, And one of the things- And like, how old were you then? I mean at that point I was I was
1: twenty three. I
0: was like thirty. I was thirty at yeah, the time. Okay. Think, no, you know? you I,
1: were not like thirty.
0: No, I was. I'm forty now. I'm forty now. So if you you know, like
1: I know, but you're you're only like four years older than me. So you weren't like thirty. Well maybe I guess. And no. I was twenty five, I guess, when I met you. Anyway. Yeah.
0: So um but what always uh I guess stood out was the fact that uh, you know, you were clearly, uh, you know, someone who cared very much for for, for their kid, which is, you know, prerequisite Definitely, number one, yeah. you know, um, you had a good time, but you were also, you know, such a dedicated mom um, that, yeah. you know, it, it, it's impressive. Do you think that, you. Um, you know, and I know that there's a lot of things, you, you know, a lot of ways you can look at a situation like that, right? Um, for sure. You know, and is it fair to say that, you know, like, even though you're saying, you know, your goal was to be a baby mama so was, was this something that you, you know, on your vision board at at 23, (laughs) you had, uh, I,
1: I really think so. Like looking back, I was just like, you know, that's what I want to (laughs) be. Like, I just really didn't have any aspirations, you know, so I didn't really have any goals or anything. That's, I'm not saying that like, you know, a single mom, just doesn't have goals or whatnot. But just for me, like that, I my only goal was kind of just like to have a man and like, if I get pregnant, for you sure. know, like I really didn't have anything going on. You know, I didn't really know what my life would be. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like what I had going on. Well, all my friends were in college. That's like really what it was. So.
0: And, uh, you know, I, I'm i not saying that this was a subconscious thing, but I, you know, I imagined based on what, the way you just described kind of your place in life when you were pregnant. Yeah would you say that this is probably an <laughs> understatement, but that Julian was a blessing, you know, because-
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, he definitely slowed me down and we grew up together for sure.
0: Well, slowed you down, but also, you know, uh, I would never describe you as someone, you know, that wasn't driven or, you know, that didn't have a lot of drive because the entire time I've known you, you've been, you know, I, one of the attributes I would, you know, use to describe you is as a hustler, you know, you're always Oh,
1: well thank you Tommy. It seemed awesome. like you're always
0: grinding. So, you definitely. know, was...
1: especially now with my line of work, like mm-hmm. I'm definitely a hustler. Um, but back then I was still just trying to figure it out and being a mom, you know, so and, I was juggling that.
0: And, and how does the, you know, having a kid suddenly light a fire that maybe wasn't lit before?
1: I'm like, I need a goal. (laughs) I'm like, I need a plan in life because I've got another mouth to feed. And especially like living in Chicago, you know, and it's expensive. And if you want to stay here, you know, you have to make the money. So, you know, it just made me really focused. I think ultimately I, you know, that's when I started the vision board and was like, I need to get these goals together and make the best life I can for Julian.
0: And, uh, you know, I know that no one can really do that on their own. And i would guess that you had a lot of help, you know, doing that. Um, and, and a lot of times that help starts with, you know, your family. And I, I know you're Definitely. extremely close yeah, with your I'm mom so and your dad and, and your mm-hmm. sister as well. So uh, let's take a, a quick little step back and, you know, tell me a little bit about your mom and dad and what they were like when you were a kid growing up and how, uh, you know, their influence as parents kind of shaped you as the parent that, that you are now.
1: Definitely. Um, I mean, my parents are the best. They've been married for like 45 years, Bruce and Sue. That's right. They're, they're seriously the best. They just were so loving. They were always there, you know, we had a really happy household. So, um, I really was very fortunate and I just always knew that I, my mom is like silly and goofy and, you know, and I kind of took that from her, you know, and I find myself saying things that she says all the time and I have no idea where she gets them from. I was just in Michigan with her. <laughs> and anytime we're going to leave the house, she's like, here's a picture of us leaving which means let's go, guys. And I don't know why, and I say it to my kids, and I'm turning into my mom, and I'm like, oh my god, no, I'm not. Well, <laughs> this I, can't I, be real.
0: From the little bit I've I've seen of Sue on social media, I would say that's not a bad person to turn into. She seems. Oh,
1: Sue is turned off. Sue is oh, yeah. so lit. Sixty six is the new twenty one. I'm telling you.
0: She she uh she likes a good uh, she likes a good song. She likes a good dance. That's she likes right. To have fun. Play that stallion
1: for Sue. <laughs> she's ready to show off.
0: She's ready to buck. Um. <laughs> And and then Bruce, you know, again, I've never actually met your parents, but I've always felt a weird, you know, kind of kinship to Bruce. Of course, because you were
1: adopted. With us.
0: Well, you know, Bruce, he's a football coach, but he's also, yeah. and again, I'm, I'm gathering all of this uh, from just of what I witness on social media. So feel free to put me yeah. in my place and tell me I don't know shit. But he you also got seems it. You're like, on the way right now. He also seems like very well read and uh, someone who, yeah. someone who loves, uh, you know, just a good book and uh just he has a
1: master's in English
0: okay so that yeah. th- that explains a lot so you know it's like this I-, I guess a juxtaposition that you don't see very often where he's he you know he's got kind of the meatheadish side but he's also got the brainiac exactly
1: side. it's but, very confusing but it's so Bruce in every way total meathead total football everything's football and then you know there's like the Steinbeck collection and like the bookshelf he's, he's like, quoting okay, yeah.
0: Shakespeare at dinner
1: He he really
0: could. Yeah. That's the impression I get from him. (laughs) So, so, you know, I I think for me, again, having this like uh, artificial understanding or, uh, you know, thinking that I know who your mom is, it's clear to see some of the things that you've taken from her. What do you think you've taken from Bruce?
1: Um, Definitely the reading, you know, um, the fiction and nonfiction, the books, uh, literature um, to my kids for sure. Um, and other than that, I would say that, um, I'm not really like him because he is kind of just subdued and he's quiet guy, you know, he's a man. He doesn't, he's not a um, big talker, you know, (laughs) he doesn't like small talk.
0: I think the biggest gift he could give you was you know the value of uh reading and and books and so if you took that that's probably number one and I'm sure that's probably what he would say that he wanted you to take. Right but we
1: call him grumpa instead of grandpa we call him grumpa because he's just like grumpy and he just had shoulder surgery so he's like and then he broke two ribs recently so he's even more grumpy. Just miserable. It looks like he lost a lot of weight
0: too. Did he lose a lot of weight
1: recently? He lost weight yeah Yeah. I'm like oh my gosh and me Mm. and my sister were actually freaked out because we it's like aging him you know and we're like, does Dad have, you know, is there something more serious going on just because he got so thin? But uh-huh. there's not. He's just, you know, well, he's snatched. He went yeah. to Doctor Miami. He's he trying to get Zaddied.
0: He's just. He's, well, I mean, he really is. I'm
1: like, who are you trying to impress out here? Well, Sue's Back pretty fit. Like,
0: like you said, yeah. Sue's fit for he's 66. He's just trying to keep up with Sue. Um, he
1: is, he really is.
0: I mean, and that would be. I mean, I, I'm 40 years old. I think I would have a hard time keeping up with Sue. Um, were your parents yeah, strict? Were were they strict parents? um, No,
1: you know, I will say one thing about my parents, though. They were not strict. They'd allow me to do my sister to do things. But when it came to like sex or drugs and we had any questions about it, it was like taboo. Like my parents were just like, no, don't talk about that. Or that's, you know, and it's it was just like, okay, you know, it was like weird. It's like, why wouldn't you talk to me about that? You Mm -hmm. know, so I always thought that was kind of weird because. Are
0: are they fairly religious? are they fairly? They're not related? really. No. Okay. They're like
1: Christian, but not really like you know. I don't know. I, like, you know,
0: I've i just noticed there's a trend in Christianity and like taboo, like things you can't or don't feel right. comfortable speaking about.
1: Say that. Yeah. You know,
0: I don't know what it is, or it's just maybe they're still yeah. from that gen, you know uh generation that was taught to be ashamed of. They are. Stuff, you, know? you know,
1: I just keep it real with Julian. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to. I think. uh I think. You got to. You got to. You really right. do. um so if you, you you know your parents weren't very strict, what were you like as a kid? Were you I am just knowing you I imagine you're probably a rat handful.
1: I was so terrible to be honest. I was just like so bad. I was bad from the very beginning. I had like ADDs, so
0: now, wh- my parents wh-
1: like what's that how? Well, i was
0: gonna say when you say bad, like what do you mean by bad? Like, oh, it's sneaking, terrible. Like sneaking out I of the would- house, drinking
1: all the above. Yeah. yeah, I'm like talking about like when I was like five, starting at 5 though. I pushed a teacher. Like I was bad. I called the principal a bitch. Like I was bad since day one. Oh
0: my god. And and Sue and Bruce just kind of just
1: they, they just it was, I'm sure it? It was like a nightmare.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, maybe I need to have them on an episode because I've, you I, do. I, I have a feeling like Shep's going down that road. Shep might be. Oh, no,
1: he's not. No, no. I don't know. I can tell. I he's, already assessed him. He's good.
0: He's a little hood There's radish lately. You know, he's he's been, he's been pushing <laughs> some boundaries lately. Oh, um, no,
1: I don't know. I was so bad. And just growing up, it led to even like more like rebellion. You know, so like my teenage years, definitely skipping school. Definitely just like meh.
0: Was there you ever know. a time you got caught that you remember your par- like having to deal with your parents, like a specific-
1: Oh my God, all the time. You know, it was really terrible that like my mom was always trying to catch me with weed to okay. the point that one time I went to Coinstar and the one time that I didn't have weed and I literally went to Coinstar, I had like a Ziploc bag that I had coins in and I took the coins out. My mom grounded me because she found a Ziploc bag on me. Like, what would this <laughs> be for? I know it's drugs. I'm like, it's literally Coinstar. <laughs> I'm like, here's my receipt. It's Coinstar. It's not weed this time. So, I mean, that's just like one of the money.
0: And how do they, are they, now that weed's legal in a lot of places, how are they adjusting to that?
1: Oh my God, I was just in Michigan and I was like smoking weed on the front porch. I'm like, I smoke cigars too, dad. Yeah. You know, because my dad like smoked cigars, not like blunts, you know, with me. For sure. So now they don't care. I smoke and like the Uh the dispensaries there are great. It's so inexpensive. So I was up in there like getting it in.
0: Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I have to ask, uh, you know, if, if you were kind of, uh, looking back and a lot of people will say this, I guess, you know, if they were hard on their parents as kids, they feel like they are going to get it with their child, you know, twice as bad.
1: Yeah. That's why I'm glad I don't have a girl. Cause she would be a hood rat for sure.
0: But Julian's pretty nice. I mean, he's like a. Pr- I feel like he lucked nice, yeah, out, right? He's
1: a nice kid. And he he's helps a nice out. Kid. Yeah, he's he, way better than me. Way more innocent than me, definitely. Definitely. So he might skip there. a
0: generation. It might skip a generation. Yeah. <laughs> Julian's gonna get it. He's gonna get uh, a little baby. Oh, so yeah. 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 That's that's the hand he'll be, he'll be dealt. Um, <laughs> I you know I, I do want to ask this because you, you know as you mentioned uh, Julian's you said thirteen right? Yeah. And, you know, uh, you have another child, Rafi, who's just under one. Right. Decent size age gap. Um, Raising a kid at 23 versus raising a kid now, how do you compare the two? Is, you know, is one significantly harder than the other? Um, Because I I should say, you know, or or at least reinforce, part of the reason I want to have you on is because, you know, you raised Julian in large part as a single mom.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And now, you, you know, you've uh you have a partner that's helping you raise rafi um so i imagine just that in general makes it a lot easier but also you're raising a kid you know during a pandemic which adds an an added level of challenge so do you want to talk about the differences a little bit you know what was easier then what's harder now you know all those things
1: yeah absolutely um i'd say when i was 23 it was difficult just because i was so young and i was just so much more immature You know, um, I wasn't as focused as I am now. Um, And I didn't have the resources, you know, I didn't have the money. Um, You know, it was much more of a struggle. My parents definitely had to step in a lot more. Um, And also uh, Julian's dad and I were only together until he was two. So, you know, we split basically when he was two. Um, And yeah, and then I had to go on my own. I had to pay this rent here. I had to find daycare, which was a nightmare. I was always getting fired from jobs. I never had daycare. Um, it was terrible, <laughs> but now I'm 36, you know, we're, I'm in my career. Uh, we have everything, you know, and not only that, but we have like family here. Baron's mom takes the baby every day. If we don't bring the baby over there, she is at our doorstep. <laughs> you know, we're, we're really lucky. Um, it's easy now. It's easy peasy. I barely have to work. You know, I've had my whole pregnancy in Miami. It was amazing, <laughs> you know, and then we moved, we came back here to Chicago. So, um, it's a lot different. Um, you know 23 to 36 for <laughs> so sure. it's a total difference for me and I'm loving it now obviously it's it's great but yeah back then it was definitely a struggle for sure
0: In, you know I find uh, as someone who appreciates you know movies and music and uh, you know all things pop culture related uh, yeah they say that some of the best art is created um, you know through the artist's struggling times and, you know, as artists I become, that. become more successful, a lot of times that the art that they're creating, uh you know, doesn't resonate the same way with the fans. Um And, and so I guess what I'm getting to is there's, uh, I think something that we have as, as humans, uh, where we romanticize these harder times. Is there any part of you that kind of looks back on those early days when it was just kind of you and Julian and, you know, s- struggling a little bit and maybe that's a stretch. I don't want to put words in your mouth. No,
1: it, no, it definitely is. It was definitely a struggle. Yeah.
0: Um, you know. But is there any part of you that romanticizes that or looks back on that and thinking- Of
1: course, yeah. I'm a very nostalgic person. So I always look back at those times. Um, you know, and I miss Julian being young. I will tell you right now, Tommy, nine years old goes to 13, like so quick. Like I, I don't even recognize Julian anymore. He used to be this skinny, tiny little boy with a squeaky little voice dancing around. And now all of a sudden, he's a grown man with hair and opinions and hormones and all that. And I'm like, right. who are you? You aren't." I look back at <laughs> these videos. I'm like, these are two different people. You know, that's right. like the hardest part. The baby's easy. You know, oh, yeah. it's a 13 year old that is, you know, it gets it, challenging.
0: <laughs> For sure. Well, and I feel like I'm getting like a little preview of that now with Shep, you know, on that... Uh, three-nager going on four
1: <laughs>
0: you know he's, he, he's
1: just, you just get a lot of energy you're basically just chasing them around saying no all day I swear
0: a, a, a lot, lot of I energy do. yeah I mean and also it's just i you know I, I mentioned this in one of the earlier episodes but it's just you know for the first time in his life I'm starting to see how like I've kind of fucked him up as a parent you know just by spoiling no him certain things well you know spoiling him you know he's he gets a lot of stuff he want he ex, he has a lot of expect uh, expectations he's a little demanding yeah, they're he's, all
1: like that though you
0: know uh, takes things for granted and it's just totally. you know definitely want to you know try to uh stop all that as soon as possible or at least get it oh, in front for of sure people. no
1: i mean good luck with that because it is that's uh going on in my household too they're well, always begging
0: well right and, and and i feel like uh you know you, you haven't really touched on when you're talking about your upbringing, your economic standing, but fair to say middle class.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, we didn't have any financial issues. It was a two parent household. They both worked. Um, yeah, we got, you know, we got to go to Abercrombie. We got to shop there. So yeah.
0: I mean, because for me, it was, it's always one of those things where it's like, I just want to, and I think this is very relatable as a parent. You want to give the your kids the things you weren't able to have, right? And that's the battle is like giving right. them. No,
1: I was super spoiled. My dad bought me a Camaro, a drop top Camaro, my yeah. first car when I was
0: 16. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you
1: a picture. It was awesome. It had T tops and it was champagne. So, Ooh. no, we were spoiled. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's something that I guess a lot of parents deal with. And good to hear that. I guess not good and not good to hear that, but, you know, everyone's struggling with it. Um,
1: it's, yeah. a big, you know, it's hard as a parent not to do. You want your kids to be happy. For you know? sure. For sure. Sometimes you want them to just shut up. You're like, here. Like, yes,
0: yes, yes. My mom's like, fun. what
1: does that toy do? I'm like, it keeps my kid quiet. Okay, there we go. We're good. Exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, same thing with tablets and all of that stuff. It's like.
1: Right. Need- exactly. Yeah. Screen time.
0: Right. <laughs> um, you know, it's the easy. Yeah, as a parent, sometimes you just need to get stuff done. And that's, you know. Um, amen.
1: I yeah. hear that. I For work sure. from home. And I'm always like mom all the time.
0: Well, and, and, you know, going back to, you know, I, I don't mean to, to beat a dead horse, but, you know, uh, you know, as we said, you're with Baron now, he's a, he's a yeah. very helpful, lovely man. I've met him a, a couple times. I've had the yes, he loves you. Uh, beautiful man. And,
1: uh, <laughs> but like for a
0: long time, I, I can't imagine being a single parent, right? Because I have, uh, again, I yeah. also have a wonderful partner who's helpful. Um, but there are times where it's just, even with two people, it's, you, you know, and I'm sure you deal with that now, like even with Baron helping, it's, Sometimes it can be really no. Difficult. It blows my
1: mind. I'm yeah. like, how did I do that at 23? Right. I have no idea. I really don't know how I survived that.
0: Well, <laughs> and I, I think you just do it, you know, however you need to, right? That's what you know. Right. Kind of, you, know yeah. you know, like you said, if if that means a little bit of extra tablet time or screen time, then that you get it. Absolutely, that means I'm all for
1: that. Here's your you video game.
0: For sure, yes, <laughs> a thousand percent. Um, so you, you know, we we're we're kind of talking about this quite a bit but I think it's uh, a huge part of being uh, well, a parent in general right because you know, as I just said everyone who listens to the show knows but Lita I have a partner and uh, our support circle is so important to us you know as far as yeah. being able to have balance in our lives the you know the being able to travel a little bit uh, feeling Definitely. comfortable when, you, when guys you
1: go awesome places.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, and you can't do that without a, a support circle. And that, again, if you're a single parent, that support circle becomes even more important. We've talked. Yeah, especially about...
1: when your parents are in Michigan, you know. And then my sister moved away from Chicago, so I basically was out here all alone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. I can't. It's um, you know, I, it's a. Uh, It's almost stupid to say that being a parent is hard, but uh, you can probably even without kids stop and just try to imagine the difficulty when you're doing it alone.
1: Yeah, Um, I yeah, I'm a gangster. I guess I really am. Go me. You
0: really are. Um, You know, but you you as you said, you you had some help. You know, Bruce and and Sue would step in a little bit more in those early years. That's right. Uh, Trish, as you said, she moved away. Um, Definitely. But then. You moved out to LA, and we're kind of jumping yeah, around did. in the notes a little bit here. Um, but uh, LA, uh, a lot of people will will know this about me. It's my favorite city in the continental United States. Uh, I, got, I got to come out there and hang out with you a couple times. Uh, I
1: know we need to do it again. Yeah,
0: we do. We do need to do it. I need an LA trip. I was actually thinking about that. Um, Tell me a little bit about uh, your, your time in LA.
1: Well, you know, I was just in Chicago and my sister was in L.A. And she was like, girl, you should just come out here. Like, let's get a place together. And I was like, okay, you know, if you're, you know, fine with that, me bringing my kid. So, um, yeah, it turned out to be a really good thing for us. We had a really good time. And she um, was a really big support to me. You know, she works in Hollywood. She's a critic for Netflix. And uh, she writes for the New York Times, their late night column um and she's also publishing her book that should be uh coming out within the next year so she's doing a lot of wonderful things and she really wanted me to get into the industry um and i I don't know we didn't mention it but just uh, the line of work that i do i'm a reseller so basically i just like thrift or go to wholesale places and find items and sell them on like ebay and amazon and so forth so um i started to do that in la and Um, You know, I know Tommy gives me credit and says that I have drive, but ultimately I am kind of lazy and um, I don't know that I really want it. Like she would offer me jobs, you know, Um, like, oh, you know, you can go work for this show and be a stylist. But me, like, I really just want to thrift and list stuff on eBay. And like, that's all I really want to do. That's my job. And that's all I want to do. So, you know, I don't think for me that like I would You know do well in like a professional hollywood setting just because i like my own hours kind of thing and i'm just so used to like being my own boss um but i do really well in la and i love it and it's still a huge part of my life
0: is it fair to say that that's kind of where your career took off a little bit i mean i know you're saying oh absolutely
1: i started my business several times in chicago but the resale industry in la is is like no other it's the best in the nation if you want to be a reseller go to la because that's where you need to go and um I, did, I just, I didn't even know when I was, when I was moving to LA, I felt like I needed to get a job. I was like looking at retail jobs there and then I realized like, oh no, I can fully rely on like my eBay store and you know, and that's what I do now. And you know, so it's yeah. amazing.
0: Do you want to, <laughs> you want to plug that eBay store right now? What's that? Why don't you plug, do wanna plug it? Do I want to plug yeah. it?
1: Oh yeah. Um, it's just Logic eBay store. Um, I believe it's FashionXLogic.com. There you I go. believe it's the, um that will take you to my eBay store and everything I have. So feel free to shop with me. And if you don't, I don't care because there's a billion people worldwide that do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Amanda Bynes is one of them. That's Uh, right,
1: she sure did.
0: Yeah, that's right. Who was the coolest celebrity you you met while you were out there?
1: Um, Well, Reba McIntyre I think was really cool. Um, and she was at these, uh, an award ceremony that my sister was at Claire Danes was also there. That was super cool. I mean, that's like iconic Claire Danes, you know, like 90s kids. So, and she was actually uh, pregnant. I think it's Billy Crudrup, uh, her, her baby daddy Mm -hmm. she was actually pregnant during the time and we they were standing at the bar um just like by the bar there and i went at the beverly hilton and i went up there to get my drink and she like we locked eyes like she was just like looking at me for a moment i'm like oh my god clara danes is looking at me so i didn't really meet her but we locked eyes and she was looking at me
0: did you do your best Um, jordan catalano
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i think that seal was also really cool at nobu just because i was turned up and i was just like take a picture with me and Seal like full on let me have a photo shoot like surrounding him so I mean that was really cool I mean Seal come on now. yeah
0: and hey, kiss from a rose is a banger so that Seal's a, a freaking
1: f- banger yes Seal's I a friend of the program song. Seal's a friend of the program yeah,
0: that's my Spotify uh, who. Were there, I mean, and I know this is a little more touching, perhaps you don't want to name many names, but were there any real <laughs> shitty celebrities you met, just assholes or jerks?
1: Oh, you know who I think is a jerk? I, who? again, I yeah. haven't really met them, but I was yeah. talking about this the other day, but Jay Moore, do you remember him? Oh,
0: yeah, um, the comedian.
1: Um, yeah, he was really rude. I was flying from Chicago to L.A. one time. And... <laughs> um this girl we like maybe there was a delay or something i forgotten this girl and i were talking just talking about going to la and she i was like that's jay moore do you not know who that is and um when we approached him she approached him because i never want to approach anybody mm-hmm. she approached him and she was like will you take a picture with her because she is a big fan or she likes whatever and he just looked at us he took the picture with us but he looked at her he was like oh you're not a fan of mine or you don't know who I am, or something like that, like really rude. But now I've re- realized it. He was like disheveled, like he was probably like drunk or something. I don't know. Sorry, Jay Moore.
0: Sorry, Jay. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> it some,
1: was me. He doesn't. I'm not bashing you. Pers-
0: that's right. You know, it's just a bad. I can
1: probably find the pictures too. It's really funny because he literally took selfies with me, <laughs> and I'm looking at and like looking back. It was he was disheveled. For sure,
0: know. I'm gonna need the seal pick and the Jay Moore pick uh, to promote. Yeah, let this me episode.
1: think if there's anybody else that's rude that I can like think of off top really quick. Um, yeah, for most part, I don't really, no, Kirstie Alley. I actually saw her one time at the Glendale Galleria. And Kirsty Alley, I've totally forgot she's a Scientologist, but my eyes, like, widened when I saw her, and she, like, gave me a dirty look. She, like, snubbed oh. me, like, don't even say hi to me. But, like, oh. I was just surprised with Kiersey Alley. I'm like, girl, look who's not talking now. Was
0: bitch. this post Dancing with the Stars, Kirstie Alley?
1: It was like 2017, so okay. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I think that's a, yeah. I think that's post because um, I feel like she had a little uh, renaissance after that. Um, she was rude. She gave me
1: a dirty look. So do you was know who like, was okay, really... you.
0: Do you remember meeting Bobby Lee at the comedy store?
1: I do. I love him. I yeah, thought he was. He was cool. I
0: thought he was very very nice. Uh, shout yeah. out to Bobby Lee. Uh, I yeah, Bobby you... Lee. Hey, I kind of yeah. look like you
1: right now. I kind of have the Bobby Lee
0: hair going on. Oh, uh, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh I mean I mean LA, crazy city. Uh I you know, I imagine we could tell stories for days.
1: Uh we had an amazing time last time. I love that time. I have Snapchats from that time oh and my they're god. the
0: best. And uh, well, and I mean, this wasn't the last time, but you've uh kind of played around with the screenplay based on one of the times we hung out in LA. Oh
1: my god, that is the best time ever, and you still need to read it because I started it and it's yeah, so good.
0: For sure. Um would you say that your move to L.A. at that point was probably the scariest thing you had done?
1: You know, I feel like my sister was such a huge support. And to be honest, she laid everything out for us. She had the house and everything. Right. And it you know, but it, it is scary to move across the country. You know, for I'm a sure. pro at it now. Right. <laughs> I'm a pro now. So if anybody <laughs> needs any tips, I'm really good at it. Um, Yeah. You know, and my life in L.A. was so different then because, you know, I had Julian and he was, I think, seven or eight at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still had like, you know, caretakers there. My sister would watch him or her girlfriend would watch him. Mm-hmm. And so I could go party and like live it up in the city and like, woo, you know, I'm in LA, you know, right. but now, you know, when I'm there, I'm just, you know i my life has changed considerably. I'm very homebody and chill and you know, it's different. So it's any other city to me now, you know I'm not turning up, so. Right.
0: And, and you just returned back from a trip out there, right?
1: I did, yeah. It was great. I saw yeah, little. I was there for like twelve days with my sister, and she lives in Echo Park in the hills, and it's like beautiful. It's really cool.
0: Well, you're saying you don't really turn up now when you go back, but I think I saw some video of little Rocky turning up with Aunt Trish. <laughs> yeah,
1: Rocky was turned. up. Rocky like hit the piñata. He was eating uh in one of those eggs, you know, the oh, yeah. uh, chocolate like Easter egg. He was turned. He was lit.
0: Yeah, no, it, it looked yeah, like yeah, they're a good all time. about L.A. Yeah, I saw uh, Trish uh, dropping it on him. So.
1: She was dropping it. She was yeah. like, "Run that Kia, my neck, my back, and that, let's do this." Yeah, she
0: got them strong knees. Them strong knees. She has
1: strong knees. I, right. Me too. Sue, good. Sue's got it also, Sue, Sue I have would, videos to prove it.
0: Good, good jeans. <laughs> good jeans. I, I do imagine there was one, uh, thing that made the move hard, and it's something we haven't really brought up yet. But uh, Julian has uh, a half brother, correct? Yeah. And and uh, the brother is was still here in Chicago when you guys moved out to uh,
1: right away. How yeah.
0: how was navigating that, right? Because I imagine that becomes very tricky and it's uh you know tough. You want yeah. you want them to have That's a relationship. The
1: hardest part about being on the other side of the country. Yeah. And you know, one thing about Los Angeles is it really is on the other side of the country. You know, it sure. it feels so far away because it is a longer flight. There's a different time zone and um I Spent a lot of time in L.A. feeling guilty for not living closer to my parents, for not, um, you know, trying to work really hard on Julian's relationship with his dad and his brother. And even though it's not my responsibility to, like, you know, be to make his dad be, you know, Kevin does his best. We'll give him that. But I think um I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't separating his relationship with his brother. So I made a point to fly back often um you know to see my parents as much as I could so Julian could spend a lot of time with his brother during the summer um and that's one reason why we're in Chicago now because I still want to consider you know I still want that for them and I think when I am in LA I do feel guilty about um you know and I just lived in Florida also for 14 months mm-hmm. um so I do feel guilty at times um being further away you know and, and like you was brought up earlier the pandemic that was even more difficult because you just never knew when it was going to end you never knew when it was going to gonna be okay to see people again and you know you don't want to separate people especially brothers so
0: yeah And, and how is that relationship doing today
1: it's good. And you know what's good about it is that they're older too now. Right. So I think Aiden is like 11. He's 11. So, you know, as they get older, they have their own relationship. They can text each other. They can FaceTime. Yeah. They play their little game together. I'll go pick him up and bring him over. You know, it's, it's much better. And obviously as they get older, it gets easier. Yeah, I'm sure eventually can... he's like 18 and just living over here or something. I don't right. know. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I mean, they can talk through what they're going through, their different experiences. Absolutely. You know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. I imagine that's very helpful. Yeah. For both of them, you know. Um. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, and I love him. He looks just like Julian. And you know, his—the crazy thing is—is is Julian was like three years old, and one day his dad just pulls up to come get Julian with like an identical baby in the car. I'm like, who the hell? <laughs> who is this? And he's like, oh, this is Julian's little brother, Aiden. I'm like, oh my god, it looks just <laughs> like Julian. Like, it tripped me out. Um, but yeah. So, but I love him. He's so freaking cute. He looks just like Julian.
0: I saw there was a picture posted today. Was that was that him?
1: Oh no! no you no. know what that was? Baron's nephew. Okay, That's gotcha, Baron's nephew. The okay. only other grandchild on oh, okay. um, the only other grandchild on Baron's side.
0: So, yeah. very cool. Um, now, you, we we've talked a little bit about growing up alongside your kid, babies having babies. Outside. I feel like I
1: was a teen mom, to be yeah. honest. I was yeah. like, MTV needs to call me. I'm teen mom.
0: And so, you you know, talk about you know how you guys have kind of grown up together. Then you know because
1: yeah
0: i've definitely seen it just kind of as a as a bystander right just watching you guys get older together and uh, and it's been kind of cool to watch
1: yeah julian is like my ride or die like he's the clutch he is great you know and he is you know obviously i'm his mom and he respects my authority but like we're just we're homies too you know we're close we share a lot of the same things we make each other laugh he's so funny i genuinely enjoy his company so I
0: love Julian, and, and I imagine as a single parent, you know, especially in those early years when things are a little leaner, um, yeah. and it's just you two, you know, I, I'm, I imagine he, you know, played a lot of roles that you know, uh, you know, in a normal situation, an adult plays, right? You know, maybe he's someone yeah, that's comforting I mean, he, you. He or,
1: steps it up now sometimes, you know. Yeah. He, he thinks he's the man of the house. You know, he thinks that um, obviously Baron is, but. He is like Raf's second dad. So if Raph needs his diaper change, Julian like lets me know. If Raph, you know, needs help chewing, some, you know, making food or whatever, you know, Julian's there. So
0: mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, again, just using my own personal experience, like there's times when I'm having a rough day, right? Like. Uh, I'll I'll talk to Shep, you know, and Shep will, you know, will comfort me and.
1: Oh, uh, I know! I love Shep. Shep is amazing. I can tell that about him. He's an old soul.
0: He is a little bit. Uh, He's also uh, some really weird shit. So maybe that is part of his old soul. Um, (laughs) But uh, you know, like. Did did Julian play that role at all with you? Were, you know, were there times where he was kind of a comforter? Uh, oh, you know? of
1: course, yeah, definitely. Julian would like hug me. You know, if I was like going through a breakup or whatever was going on, he was very supportive. He still like cheers me on. Yeah, you know, he's still like, "Mom, you look great. Good job, Mom." <laughs> you know, and whatever. He has nothing but great things to say about me. So
0: those are some of the sweetest moments I've 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 experienced so far as a parent. You know, the the moments when Shep will say you know we'll tell lita just you know genu- genuinely out of the blue like mama you look beautiful or something along those lines oh well you know lita it, is
1: a supermodel stunner that well, lita
0: she is she is yeah but it's also like there's something when it when it when it comes from the child's mouth like that it's just you know it's true yeah exactly because my
1: son has also been like mommy what's that and like pointed to my cellulite i'm like okay uh thanks
0: <laughs> exactly they, <laughs> you're the, keeping it real <laughs> they are the best and they are the worst they keep it real um, yeah no they really do um <laughs> who do you think has more dirt on you julian or trish
1: <laughs> Tr- trish for sure but julian knows some shit He's julian just- really knows it and julian will tell it
0: he knows where somebody Julie, Yeah,
1: julian's more of a loose cannon for sure he'll <laughs> spill my tea
0: You're homeschooling, right right yeah yeah how's that going because that in I love it
1: personally. I really enjoy it. Um, I think the program that he does is like really just cut, you know, cut and paste. It's easy. And you like the way that it teaches math. Um, so I could just rave about the program first of all. But also like it just kind of allows us to like travel and just have a little bit more flexibility with time. Um, and Julian gets life experience in other ways that I think are really valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't recommend homeschooling for everybody. Again, I believe with Rath that we're just going to try to put him into we're just going to put him into school and like see where he goes, you know. And if it works, it works. But for Julian, it's definitely very helpful for him to do homeschooling, and he's doing great.
0: And and he wasn't always homeschooled, right? He has. He has, he wasn't right. like, so he has experience. Yeah, he,
1: he started homeschooling basically in junior high. So sixth, seventh and eighth, he's been uh, homeschooled. He's in a homeschooling program.
0: And do you think that is something that as a, you know, as a parent who's working and uh, now homeschooling again, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to beat this horse, to that, but I feel like that would make me feel stretched pretty thin uh, is that something, uh, it, it sounds like maybe the way that the program's set up, uh,
1: Yeah, it's a lot of independent work on his behalf. So I'm like his learning coach. You know, Uh that's basically what I do. Um, So I oversee him. But now that he's in eighth grade, he basically does independent work. Um, I just, you know, go over it with him and make sure that he understands it. Um, I actually really enjoy like doing algebra and geometry with him because that's Mm -hmm. where he's at. Um, You know, the history, going back and doing that and kind of relearning that stuff. Um, I actually really enjoy it, you know, and I enjoy spending the time with him. I do feel stretched thin, but at the same time, I'm really not working much now. So I'm basically just kind of at home with the kids all the time unless I want to go do something. And now that it's getting nice, we need to go hit the 606 or whatever. We do,
0: we do, we do. Yeah, that's great. We have a that's like it's... I just
1: yeah, I love the free time it is for us. And yeah. I just want to say one thing, um, because people will bring up like socialization to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's normally somebody's argument when coming at homeschool. Right. But I just feel like kids are just distracting to other kids at times. And I just don't want Julian to have that distraction. (laughs) They pick up bad habits. There's a lot of just BS, you know, especially like middle school age. It's a lot of BS like, why should my kid have to deal with that? Like we we need to be focused on school. I'm not focused on who said what about who. I'm not focused on this girl dumping you today. You know, we just don't need that drama. You know, that drama is always gonna be there. So I think that that's one thing that I'm glad that we curved. For sure. with the homeschooling so I actually say I love that
0: CPS schools are notoriously not great I don't want to like put that blanket. right yeah and then if if
1: we if he goes to school here like you got to go to a private school and what's that like 25,000 a year you know and I'm like Jesus you know and then I'm like is Julian college bound you know do we want you know like what do we I just want him to be a reseller like me (laughs) I'm like go to the family business he can do what he wants to do but um you know I don't know you know so it's it's a difficult choice but
0: gotcha and and you know as you're obviously uh, more hands-on with his learning experience have, what is he gravitating towards you know as far as is he kind of more of an english guy like your dad or uh, it sounds he's like maybe tech? More...
1: he likes tech stuff like he's ready to go to san francisco and like silicon valley and like be the next elon musk no oh, yeah. he actually wants to um <laughs> he likes video gaming type stuff Sweet. um so, but then he also went to my chiropractor with me one day and said he wanted to be a chiropractor. And I was like, oh, okay.
0: He uh, can come over <laughs> and crack my back.
1: Well, that was you, exactly. I'm like, walk <laughs> on my back at all times. Um, Yeah, so he's into that. So I've heard multiple things, but he loves to like code and do stuff like that, like on his computer and on his PlayStation, and whatever. He's like a gamer. So he's basically gonna be living in my basement forever.
0: Well, and I know that your uh, decision wasn't pandemic related, but I do feel like the pandemic right. has created this shift where more people are doing homeschooling and it's become more it's become more normalized so yeah um that also has to be something that makes you feel a little bit better or just um just
1: because my parents were teachers and they gave me hell about it like what are you doing but then as soon as the pandemic hit and everybody had to be homeschooled Julian was already in his program so there was no like scrambling about trying to figure anything out and I was just like Booyah! To my parents, because I'm like, look, we're already prepared, we're set in this, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so this is
0: this is our normal. I was
1: like, take that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that has to feel good. Um, it feels great. <laughs> you know, and I I, I don't want to put this in a way that it's you, you know, no parent knows really any more than uh, another parent. We're all out here trying to do our best, and uh, absolutely, yeah. But part of the reason I I did want to start this podcast is you know, as parents, I think if you think you're smarter than someone else, that's probably a, a good sign that you're not. But, um, I think a lot of good parents out there are seeking information from other good parents. And, um, what advice, sure, yeah. yeah. What advice would you give to parents? Basically, you know, just your overall experience, you know, you've had, you've, you now have, uh, you have a teenager, you have an infant, right. um, you know, you were, Uh, a very young not a teen mom but you you had a child very young now you later Mm -hmm. in life you have a child um you know so i feel like you you've kind of been on both sides of the spectrum
1: definitely
0: the advice you would give is i i think would probably be pretty good so is there anything um out there that stands out that that you would want to pass along
1: um, you know, I just think that parents at the end of the day just don't be hard on yourself. Just do the best that you can and then close the book on it. You know, don't sit here and think to yourself, "Oh, I did terrible. Could I have done this better?" At the end of the day, just feed your kids, <laughs> keep them clean, you know, prioritize the things that are important and just don't be too hard on either one of you guys. You know, because honestly, the we're all growing up. You know, we're all getting older. These kids are going to grow up everybody's going to live at the end of the day, you know, so just do the best that you can just make sure your kids are fed, you know, clean and in bed and you're good, you know? So that's just my advice. I think parents are really hard on themselves and I used to have a lot of anxiety around that too. So
0: I, I you know, I think part of that is just like, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like a, a way to, f- you know, when you over prepare for a test or something like that, you, you figure yeah. out about it as a parent, you know, maybe that's our way of uh, just ensuring that we don't allow our children to die, you know, by...
1: For sure, you know, and that's what's really crazy because when I was 23 and I was having Julian, I had, like, no resources, you know, I lived in, like, a ghetto neighborhood and, like, I, you know, just, like, didn't know anything. I was, you know, just didn't even know what to do at all. I, I didn't, hadn't even held a baby before until I held Julian. Right. But now with Raph, I'm, like, doing everything and, like, reading everything that i can and trying to do it right and i bought the outlet sock you know that it's like a 300 hundred dollar sock that you put on the baby's foot to make sure it's breathing at all times <laughs> like i was a loon boon i'm like what am i doing like this is crazy you know the baby's good
0: <laughs> which i feel like is the opposite of a lot of people like for us it was you know we were like that for shop and then our with solo it was kind of like uh you we know, got like,
1: this yeah, yeah. Like,
0: he's okay he's fine he fell on a flight of right, stairs like right. come on dust yourself yeah off that's here.
1: what's crazy it was backwards for me
0: but yeah no uh it's, it, it's been fun to watch, you, you know. You, as I've, you know, said, just as a friend and also as a, you know, as a bystander on social media, you, you kind of take this journey, and uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Why don't you plug your uh, your store again one more time for our listeners?
1: Okay, I'm Fashion X Logic on eBay. Come check me out. Not just fashion, but like accessories, jewelry, bags, anything, Legos.
0: <laughs> That's right. Oh, we got all that good, good, um, and you then. Got it before i let you go you know were there any questions that you had for me
1: um i just wanted to say that i realized that lita is like woman of the house too she's just like me so you yep. guys it's you and the two boys and it's me and my two boys so that's right. like queen of the house right
0: oh for sure yeah i mean yeah uh, you
1: guys just probably love her so much i love I, that
0: yeah i'm the i'm the domesticated uh you know, homebody or the state. You're the home house parent. husband. Yeah, the that's house what husband. my dad is. Yeah. the house husband now. Uh, again, thank you. We're going to hit the 606. We're going to get a play date together for solo. We're making or, a ton and, of plans. And We're and leaving Rocky. our
1: partners. We're running away. We're going to take our
0: kids. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Baron and Lita will make a beautiful couple. Peace.
1: This is actually us getting together.
0: Yeah. This is, this is the, the beginning <laughs> of the end. Uh, so thank you to all uh, the little Tickle Monsters that are still with us uh, next week. Uh, I actually don't know who our guest is. we were going to maybe do a tribute to Mama Pappas, but. Um,
1: yes, Mama Pappas.
0: You know, I'm thinking that uh, we're leaving for Mexico in a couple days and it might be hard hey, to guys, record that girl. episode. So um, stay tuned with what our next episode will be. But thank you for listening. Thank you to our guest, Kate, for joining us today. And uh, don't forget, if you are watching this on YouTube, hit subscribe. Uh, please rate and review the podcast wherever you are listening to it and uh, we will see you next week prop cause take us away